ghetto, the backyard, the yard. I sell it with one whip. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in the Tyler, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark with us, spinning the one and twos and producing the show. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. The only thing we ask you to do is to call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also... Excuse me. If you ever um, want to stream the show live and you can re- you can leave real live comments, I'll read them in real time over the air. If I don't respond to them, then I'll respond to them later. You can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment or you can go to my personal page as well, too. All right. And you can leave comments as well. And uh, like I said, if I don't read them on air, I'll respond to them later. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. And if you are in a market that doesn't carry as terrestrial wise. All right. You can also log on to the same website and click play button. And it also works if we're getting preempted like today in about an hour as we've got uh, the American League Championship Series that continues to roll on. But for here, we're here for you now. Eight seven seven three seven grind. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready, rock and roll. All right. You've got allergies over there. AC's got allergies down there. I mean, kind of mine was kind of a little bit bothering me, but, you know, knocked that out. This was in 2020. What a difference a couple of years make. Because if this was in 2020, I'd be looking like you. Like, uh, well, you coming in today, especially not in my, in my Mikasa. But it's different, I guess, now. You know, everybody's like kind of calm during you think about it. Yeah, I still look sideways when somebody sneezes oh, or you coughs do? like it that in public, be. especially it wild. It could be. Or, or, or next to you yeah. at a restaurant or something. Yeah. Be like, uh, keep that over there, please. And I'm pretty sure when we get to November, late November, December, Election time, we'll about have 10,000 new cases coming. We'll have some new strand that we're dealing with, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, it's a little different story. Um, okay, so it's football Friday, so you know how we get down. Uh, there's quite a bit to try to get to. I'm not going to break down as many college games as I usually do. I'm just going to give you the ones that are kind of important uh, that I'll have my eye on. There's a couple of them that I'll just mention in passing, uh, but not going to go in great detail with it. Um, we'll definitely probably start there. Um well, actually, we'll start there in the second hour, probably, or going into the third, because we're going to start NFL uh, heavy first. But we've got, you know, other news as well in regards to college and the big news, which has been circulating for the last couple of days, and we haven't been able to get to it. Uh, but out in Michigan, uh, you know, I have been talking Michigan, how I feel like I think right now is where we're at week eight of the college football season. Um, I believe that. Um, Michigan has played the best and is the best team right now in the country. I know we can get into who they play. They haven't played anybody, but just the naked eye test. But in this particular situation, they're being investigated. Uh, and when this surfaced, it was very blah, like in regards to sign stealing. And then I'm like, wait a minute, man, what are we talking about? Are we talking about the Michigan baseball team or the football team? And then, you know, as things started to develop, more details have came out. And now 
um, just as this morning, it's been reported that um, there's been a focus, a center of focus in this investigation, and it's centered around Connor Stallions, which is a football analyst, and he's a retired captain in the U.S. Marine Corps, which I don't understand when this is being reported. Why do we need to know that he was a retired captain in the U.S. Marine Corps? Like some journalists out there, some people, I mean, I guess you want to, because it's something that's, you know, possibly allegedly he could be caught doing wrong and you want to put it out there. This is coming from a retired U.S. Marine captain. I don't know, but um, that's how it's being reported, huh? I feel like because you would feel, you feel like, a Marine Corps captain has more integrity yeah, see, than to help 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 a help a program cheat. I see that's what I don't like it about adds it. Adds layers to the story, uh, Calvin. Let's just stick to the facts. Like the fact of it is whether he he, you know, had was inspired to be part of a coaching staff and he worked busting suds and doing dishes more of the time, where these Marine I just feel like that is one of those things. Like, look. You know, Marine Corps, like, look, and, and I'm all love military, love the red, white, and blue, but it's like, um, you know, whether you're a captain or sergeant, but we've had some, I mean, ain't a bunch of Mother Teresas in the military. I mean, that's just the way, that's the way I look at it. It's like, so what if he's a retired Marine Corps? I mean, like, oh, my God. But anyway, let's stick to the story. Um, look, there's there's a lot with this um, because, and, and again, You can't even if you're in the media or you cover college football or you're just a fan of college football, you can't fault yourself in regards not knowing all what's in the Bible rule of the NCAA book. Okay, and the truth of the matter is, is that I didn't even know that this is something that's not really allowed in regards to um, going to other games or having scouts, you know, go to scout other teams outside like you know in the big 10 or go to other stadiums and video court and scout i didn't even know that that was really against the rules in college football okay um so when i look at that and knowing that this is the center of this and you got to keep in mind that he had the other recruitment violations that kind of was a self-imposed type of suspension is four game suspension which i feel some of that is centered around into this, and it feels like they've just been investigating for a while. Michigan came up with the suspension or whatever. They agreed to it. He served the first four games while the NCA steadied to dig, to dig, to dig, and now there's new developments, and now we have this individual that's the center of this investigation. So I'm pretty sure that's how it's you know played out. Now, I will tell you that Harbaugh, as far as I, you know, as long as I, and, I, and I'm going to sit here and tell you that I've paid attention, you know, around the clock of his whole career coming from football into now. I'm not going to tell you that. But what I will tell you is that I have paid a good portion of I have paid a good portion of attention to his career. And it it's one of those situations to where I Look, from the time that he was, you know, captain comeback with the Colts, you know, I remember going to them, going to that AFC championship game against Bill Cowher in Pittsburgh. Of course, prior to that, I remember him as a young uh, quarterback bumping heads with Mike Dick on the sideline. Um, And of course, I remember his time as a head coach of the 49ers, um, leading them to three straight NFC championship games and one Super Bowl and maybe a non-pass interference call from beating his brother in the Super Bowl. So through all that I just laid out, I will tell you, as I paid attention to that, Harbaugh is a guy that basically rubs people wrong, a lot of people wrong. 
I mean, Balky, the GM, the former GM with the 49ers. I mean, think about that. They were they were in the midst of a run that we see Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers on right now. And they were at each other's throats. And one of the things, the reason why Jim ended up leaving and going back to college to his alma mater was he couldn't get along with the GM. So the reason why I lay all that out is because I'm going to take this whole investigation with a grain of salt. Because at the end of the day, everybody knows this is Jim's best team since he's been there. This is the this is the best complete team he's had since he's been at Michigan that truly could be a national title champion. And they're a contender, but they could win the whole thing. You also know, and we haven't spent that much time about it on this show, but you also know that, you know, he's been at odds with his athletic director and team president over a new contract. We also know that he's also flirted with the NFL for the last two years for the likes of the Minnesota Vikings job a few years ago. And then this past off season with the Denver Broncos. So the reason why I lay all that out is because I would say before we rush to judgment um, on these allegedly allegations, I would say that there is chances that there is a little vendetta against Harbaugh. Not saying these ain't true. Not saying it's not true, but this is what I'm going to tell you. If we're talking about the act of videotaping or scouting other teams, future opponents in their stadium, like sending an actual scout, this man, this former Marine Corps we got, this captain. I'm going to say the same thing I've said about Bounty Gate. I'm going to say the same thing I've said about Spygate. There's somebody like this ain't if that's true. Michigan is not the only university, big time university, Big Ten, SEC, Pac-12, ACC that's doing this. That's one. But somebody eventually is going to be made an example out of it if you give the NSA a reason to. That's one I will say. Number two, it's another list of rules in the NCAA. I feel that are it's just dumb. And, you know, they and they implemented this rule, I think it was like 20 years ago or something like that, maybe 25. I don't know. But I just feel like, and you know, and part of it makes me feel like it is true because Harbaugh comes from an NFL background and he, he cut his teeth coaching on the NFL. Well, excuse me, let me let me rephrase that. He cut his uh, teeth coaching at Stanford. And then you go to the NFL and in the NFL, this is. Pretty much common practice. There's not a rule that say you can't send scouts to NFL games before and scout. Now, the whole videotaping practices and walkthroughs and trying to, you know, like remember the Mangini spinning going Takashi 6'9 and spilt the beans on the paper, meaning like they had that still shot of that camera just right there on the jet sideline, just all they're doing signals. So not saying that that's condoned in the NFL, but this NCAA rule doesn't allow you even to have somebody scouts in another Stadium prior to one of your opponents. That's just dumb. But uh, go ahead. You want to add something? Well, yeah. I mean, just the verbiage on it uh, from on3.com. You know, they deep dive into a lot of college sports. Uh, the it's off. The rule is stipulates off-campus, in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season. That's what's prohibited. That is stupid. And this is the reason why I think part of this is a witch hunt and a veta against Harbaugh. It could be internal. It could be external. Not saying that it didn't take place, because evidently if the reports today that they're centering on this this individual, this ex-Marine captain, 
Um, then evidently they've got evidence. I, I know there's been a source that hasn't named himself to say, oh, no, they were aware. They, I mean, this guy, this is what he's done. He, I mean, he would sit there to look at TV film. He would look at TV broadcasts. He would get tapes. He would go and he would try to decipher any type of signals, any type of audio and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure there's a good chance that this is what took place. Uh, but again, I feel like there's other coaches and there's other universities, the big time level that do this. It's just one of those things like there's so many rules in the NCAA that most people don't know. But somebody's got to make an example. And I will tell you, based off of Harbaugh's statement that I've kind of read and looked at, uh, I'm going to tell you that I don't believe him. If it's really true, because there's no way that he can sit there and say, I'm not aware of anybody in our staff videotaping. Harbaugh, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Urban Meyer when he's a coach. There's a few other ones. They know everything when it comes to staff, what their role is, who it is, what they're doing. They know everything that's going on. So. I'm just going to hold back on judgment on this all together and let the facts come out because I can see all these angles I laid out. I can see any of them hitting. But if it comes out true, I'm not buying hardball either. And I'm not trying to really stick up for him either right now. I don't really have a dog in the race. But I will tell you, if it is true, I damn sure that he's lying out of his teeth saying that he has, he has no aware of anybody on their staff or, you know, going out there. Like, come on, man. Come on. That's my opinion. What else you got? Uh, the On3 article goes on to note that Missouri had uh, Missouri coach Eli Drinkwitz has also faced allegations of reading signs and potentially sign stealing. Um, but the Yahoo piece, uh, that they're the ones that broke all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have in their notes, though, that it's kind of like in baseball. You can steal signs. Mm-hmm. All right, that, that It's part of the competition. It's part of the game. But sign stealing is technically illegal if signs are stolen or relayed to players or coaches electronically or if they're stolen using video equipment or other improper means. So that's where we have the improper means here is about the off-campus, in-person sign stealing, scouting, reporting coming from it. That's where we have that. But sign stealing, for anybody in question... Through Yahoo Sports is reporting, uh, sign stealing is allowed in college, just like it is allowed in baseball. So when this first reported, it's kind of being reported wrong. It's, he's not in, he's not under investigation the school or him for science. It's really for you broke a black and white rule for the you methods of how you God, steal signs. That is, so it, I mean, it, it, again, it's the same thing with the Astros. That's why I, that's why I bring up the baseball part. Right, it's because. Everybody knows sign stealing has been around in right. baseball for years. Right. It was the using and using technology, and I put that in air quotes because the trash cans were technically technology. It's not part of the game. It's not you know you're not just relaying it through signs from the third base coach standing in the dugout and communicating something. You're using technology, whether it's electronic or a plastic can, to communicate to. Yeah. Um, well, in, in real time. Well, keep in mind the electronic stuff with Astro wasn't the, the trash cans. It was next. They were involved in Apple Watches. I mean, that's they. They had. They. I mean, there was a trash can. There was allegedly Apple, Apple Watches. Watches were like Boston. Because Boston got argue, caught up in it too. I won't argue with you on that. Maybe you're right on that. I thought it was on that, but anyway. Or you're thinking? Are you thinking correct that the manager that went over from Astros that when this hit, he ended up being the manager for Boston, and that was maybe that thing. I thought it was Astros. We had like I know there three was, or four teams yeah, wrapped up. Yeah, in. I thought it was Apple Watches. But the bottom line, that's a dumbass rule in the NCA. 
And that's the reason why you purists out there that keep saying, oh, this isn't college football and this is that and this is whatever. Like, screw it, man. Like, I'm ready to go put a grenade on the NCAA. Like, get it out of here. It's too much money involved. It's too much. I mean, think about it. That's why I know if this is true, Michigan is not the only university doing this. Do you know how much pressure when you're paying coaches to what you're paying them and you're talking about 70 to 80 million dollar buyouts? You're, first of all, that's going to breed pressure to kind of do whatever you can to find out whatever edge. That's number one. And number two, um, it's just what has been created. I mean, and, and, and again, it goes back to the NCA rule book is so outdated. It's outdated. It really is. But I'm not buying Harbaugh if it's true that he didn't know that nobody. Come on, man. I'm not buying that either. So when we get back, we're going to put uh, we got NFL week seven underway last night with a with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the 504 showed a game that old sunshine gutted it out. We'll get into that when we get back. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here for the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great bold and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spin the one and twos in this R&B Friday. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. All right. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by... Specs. All right. If you're looking to check out what the latest new products are, or you already know what they are, but you just want it delivered straight to your doorstep, don't forget about specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official partner of the Dallas Cowboys, which is on this bye week. So we don't have to talk Dallas today. Thank God. You know, see, it's crazy because I bet you people in Colorado are like, God, we got to hear why we have to hear this Dallas talk. Well, I know, man, but I'm in this region in the backyard, but the time that I don't have to talk to them so much about it so much, 
you know, it's not a bad thing. But um, real quick, so before we move on, we've got some updated news in the last 30 minutes in regards to what we were speaking about uh, a while ago. So what's happened to the former Marine captain? Uh, yeah, I mean, since we've gone on the air, uh, Connor Stallions has been suspended with pay until the conclusion of the investigation. Uh, Michigan AD Ward Manual announced today, according to On3. Um, well, if they put him on a unpaid leave, did you say paid, paid. or unpaid? Paid leave. Until they wrap this up, which could be the rest of the season. I mean, I don't think it should take. I think they've been investigating this a while, man. I think I think they've been investigating this a while. It shouldn't take that long. But due to the fact that even if it's a leave where there's smoke, there's fire. All I'm going to say is, you know, and 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 we're going to go through this whole situation. There's going to found some guilt, and once again, the NCA. What are they going to do? It's going to be. I don't think the the penalty is going to be great. Um, they could suspend him again, but a lot of this stuff, man, I just believe is kind of like grandstanding for the most part. Like if Michigan would be ranked outside the top 10, if they would be like a 15, 20 team in the country, I don't even think we're talking about this. I really don't. I don't. A Harbaugh is a guy that I believe when you cross his paths and you have to either work with him or do business with him or coach under him or you're an athletic director or president, NCA officials. Because uh, remember also, and that's why I feel like this is all wrapped up in one and they're just basically slow leak, slow leak out every other month. Oh, it's this, this. Remember this started also from the time that he kind of lied to NCA investigators or led them down a wrong path when they were originally investigating him for the recruiting violations. So to me, to sit there and say, well, this could last until gone to the end, that's bull crap. They've got what they've got. It's enough. They could wrap this up within a week or two weeks. And they probably already know what the deal is. Because I'm telling you, he's been under continuous investigation for these multiple things I've laid out it's before the season even started. Since spring ball, what do you got? Well, I mean, now you're talking about potentially actual cheating. But we can roll forward with this season. Michigan can, you know, potentially qualify for the playoff. Their fan base can potentially experience a national championship. And then in five years, seven years, just like we experienced here with Kansas, who made it to the Final Four in men's basketball before they were upset, Five, seven years down the road, we have to, oh, okay, Michigan, you have to vacate uh, five, the, the five games from the first, you know, for the, for the first weeks of the season that now no longer makes it and anything, you know, anything you got in the postseason. So now we have to put an asterisk by your title, by your, by your national championship. Again, this is just assuming the worst here, right? Or the, the worst case scenario for Michigan. But for this year, next year, and the seven years between now and then, you get to continue to, add, you know, put national champions on your, on your, Flyers, put the banner up there. Harbaugh gets to tell that story on sitting on Mama's couch in, in living rooms, and you're still recruiting team, uh, recruiting students to a national championship program. Well, first off, it could lay out the way you said the scenario, but I don't think this one's going down with like that. It's not going to take that long. Like the Kansas one, I feel like you had that was an investigation where you had like that was part of like a FBI probe, like like that was part of payment stuff and all that. I mean, they they had to drag that out because there was legal stuff involved. This has been all under that umbrella that they've been investigating since spring ball now to me um 
and and the one thing you brought up, which I I didn't bring this up, I want to make point this out here for the listeners too. This is stemming these incidents of of going to the scout videotape, still inside whatever. This took place basically like they're saying, like in the twenty twenty one. 2022 season or maybe we started the practice started like somewhere around 21 22 so it's not this year it's nothing that was done this year now they now they could still be if this is normal their practice they could still be doing that or they could have went in for the first couple games and done that this season until the investigation started until the whistle was blown and they found out that hey you somebody spilled the beans somebody went to kashi 69 and road and told them the operation they could stop but the nca is talking about this is stemming from it's quote unquote from their early investigation that kind of started in 2021, you know, and then 2020. So it's not really like, hey, man, we're, well, we're started we're t- then. But like right. you said, how long has it been going on? No, I, I know, but I think their hard evidence that they've got or whatever stems from 2021. And trust me, you know, bad comparison, but let's just talk about the big time dope game, the big time pushers. When the alpha, this one goes. Yeah, when the alphabet boys are closing in, you you know, okay, Tommy from Force knows when somebody's watching and somebody's coming in, so you're going to change up operations. So if this is something that they've been doing and they know like, hey, we've got to – they're not going to come into this season doing it. So, yeah, I mean, just think about, yeah, they could have started, but they've known, they knew that this was coming down the pipeline. Somebody told and got back like, hey, man, they're out. And so-and-so got pissed. He went and told and expect investigation coming down. Harbaugh didn't knew about that. So then you just button up like, all right, man, time to switch blocks. The alphabet boys on us. Tommy just gets out of town, heads straight to Chicago. And can't see Rob on Facebook posting, oh, man, this epic scene from episode. I had to, I normally never comment on even fans that I know that listen, you know, uh, you know, KC Rob's been a close dude to the job. But I had to comment like, yo, man, you're going to really just go ahead and screw it up for everybody else. That's an episode behind. Like, what the hell? I, I want to say, like, I've, been, I've caught up, but I just haven't seen the episode. I think it probably just dropped last night. The new one. Like, God, I'm social media, fine. man. Like, here you go. And Rob knows damn near everybody that's even on his timeline that basically pays attention to it probably ain't even seen it or caught up with it, you know. But anyway, yeah, that's all it is. And trust me, I'm not defending him, and I'm not saying he's not guilty. All I'm telling you, if he's guilty, he's full of crap that he didn't know nothing about it. But at the same time, I can see that this just be a bunch of nothing, and this all has to do is, like, you know, he's just an ass, and he's probably going to win it this year. He's going to the playoffs. So we'll see. I guarantee you, man, if they were 15th in the country, 20th in the country with two losses already in the Big Ten, this wouldn't even be coming out yet. This would probably be one of those situations Jonas is talking about. Like, can't like, oh, two years. We remember oh, a couple years ago, Harbaugh's gone. And now all of a sudden, but nah, this is one of those. And I will tell you this, the more that they screw, like, first of all, it's crazy how this has been. And, and, and I'm spending too much time on this with a lot of stuff we got to get to. But you've got a situation where they're trying to talk contract negotiations as well, too, and extension. And you wonder how this is going to play. And I will tell you this, you wonder how much Harbaugh's going to take with the NCAA crap before he says, man, I'm going back to Sundays keep that in mind as well too I've always said if he delivers a I don't see Harbaugh as a lifer like Bo Schembechler the guy that he kind of grew up analyzing playing under I don't see him like that I think once he delivers a championship to the maize and blue I think he's going back to Sundays that's just my opinion 
877-37-GRIND. All right, so we'll get back to some of the college games that I'm going to have on my radar, but let's start with the National Football League uh, that got going last night, week seven, uh, that saw the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, go into the 504. Uh, there was a lot of speculation was, um, you know, Sunshine going to be able to play, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, Doug Peterson said after the game, like, look, if you would ask me on Monday or two, I told you you're not playing, but he's just this competitor. He played with a knee brace for the first time in his career, and he still pretty much was able to scramble and extend plays with his legs. They went 31 to 24, and on the cool, they're sitting at 5 and 2 on the low. Uh, they were favored, slight favored to win that division. It looks like they are going to win that division unless something crazy happens. There's a lot of football left to play. Um, so it's not surprising. They got off to a little slow start a little bit the first couple weeks of the season. You know, the Texans got them real good uh, with one of their two losses. Uh, but it looks like they've kind of got in stride since they spent some time in London. And that's, a you know, with I would say Trevor Lawrence being 70% last night, that's a good win to escape and get out of there. Now, on the losing side of things, okay, um, as we go to Shelby T. James checking in, it says, hey, Cal, the game last night was a snooze fest. Can we get Dan Dennis Allen out already? Slide in John Gruden. Well, look, it's a segue. And we know this is a running joke on the show. Shelby's trying to get John Gruden hired or whatever. Um, I was going to tell you right now, the Raiders, and I've said this even last week, uh, not the Raiders. Uh, I'm thinking Carr. You ain't with the Raiders anymore. The Saints. I've said this since last couple weeks ago. The Saints have no offensive identity. They don't. Um, there's two weeks in a row now, Carr's had so many blowups on the sidelines showing frustration. Now, put this in perspective. All the times that he spent with the Raiders prior to moving to Vegas from the Oakland Raiders to the Vegas Raiders, there's been some losing that he's endured. And you've never seen Derek Carr show his emotions on the sideline with coaches and players like he has in the two weeks. Now, he addressed this after the game, saying that, hey, I need to control my emotions. That's on me. You know, it's not really helping anything. That right there shows me, like, he's getting the offense of what they're trying to do or whatever John Gruden was trying to work with them in, you know, OTAs and behind the scenes of training camp. But the rest of his teammates and probably some veteran teammates, they're just not grasping what they're trying to do. And it's probably going to cost Dennis Allen's job. I had this team in the NFC Championship game, and and I wasn't the only one. Like I said, me, Peter King, and I think there was one because of their schedule. I mean, they were they played in the NFC South. Now, granted, Tampa Bay is more competitive than people thought. You got them in the Super Bowl. Did I have them in the Super Bowl? I thought yeah. I had them in the NFC Champ. Okay. And again, because I anticipated they were going to get home field advantage because why the Eagles, the Cowboys, Detroit Lions go through these difficult, you know, uh, schedules, you know, since the Saints were on a non-playoff schedule and you put the South in, which again, like I said, Tampa Bay is more competitive than a lot of people, myself and a lot of people thought, that they would probably the road to the five the road to Vegas would go go through the five oh four. Now there's a lot of football left to play. Uh, they're sitting right now. I think that puts them at 500 or they that, that puts them at three and four, I believe. I think that maybe puts them at – or what does that put them at? Or four yeah, and three. three and four. Three and they four. Entered, they entered the game, and we're here at week seven. Uh, they entered the game three and three. Um, It's probably going to cost Dennis Allen his job. I don't know what they can do. You know, Shelby saying get Gruden in there. First of all, 
I'm still don't believe and, and you know, and I'm always going to protect the shield when it deserves to be protected. Um, but um, from a PR standpoint, an optic standpoint, until something's resolved with the lawsuit that John Gruden has and what was revealed for those emails and some of the language that he used. And really, in the time of era that we're in, where everybody's sensitive, uh, every ethnic background, every whatever the case may be, we're just living through that time. I think it would be a bad look for any team to touch John Gruden. And when this all came out, I, I figured at that time, I said, no, nah, he's, he's probably not going to coach in the NFL again. And I've usually always liked John Gruden, but I think, you know, um, I've never gone on about him like I do with Sean Payton because I don't put John Gruden in that category. Because for one, his his record if you go look, is not that great. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good play caller. Now, if you want to, I mean, people talk about, oh, well, the game's passed Sean Bud. You know, speaker. no, I don't think so. When you looked at John Gruden and some of John Gruden's, you know, why two spider banana and all that stuff, then you would say most likely maybe that looks a little bit outdated. Uh, but I just feel as much as Shelby wants this man back into the National Football League, until we get closure with the lawsuit, until we close, you know, this, because then you'll say, well, okay, Kyle, well, why is Brian Flores coaching and he has an active lawsuit? Because I think, for one, it's on top of what is attached to John Gruden and the why he's suing and why he got fired. You know, Brian Flores feels like he was discriminated because of the color of his skin and basically an owner allegedly offered him money to throw games. So that's a whole level. Gruden has some verbiage that he's got a lot to answer into um, that the reason why he was go. So that's why I feel those are a little bit different. And that's the reason why I would be very surprised, because I just feel when you look at John uh, Gruden, this isn't like, you know, for example, if Bill Belichick or Andy Reid or whoever was sitting there with this kind of deal in John Gruden's shoes, those guys with those resumes, they would probably be worth a franchise like, man, we'll take the PR. Like, come on, let it play out in courts. I don't think John Gruden's got that juice anymore. Uh, to do that. That's why I say that. But in moving on from last night's game, um, the Saints so far have been pretty much a disappointment. There's no way I had them three or four. If anything, I had them at worst case scenario, probably being, uh, you know, a five and two team at this point. Worst case or either six and one. Uh, but that's not the case. And I don't know if they've got the right coaching staff to right the ship. Eight, seven, seven, three, seven grind. All right. What do you got? Uh, preseason, they were sitting there at a nine. An even nine, no hook. You took the over. Uh-huh. You regretting that or no? No, I never. Still plenty of time. Yeah, it's some time. I never regret kind of what I do because it's usually because hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, if I had to do it over again, looking at what their schedule would be, look at you know the acquisition of Derek Carr, I still would have took the over. Um, this is I, I think they're losing, and you know what's happening is that their lack of offensive production and an offensive identity. And granted, you know, Carr, you can't really put last night's loss on Carr because Carr threw a touchdown. The ball has got to be caught. I mean, you know, that. what was my man's name? I mean, he said uh, said he's in a dark place today. I I mean, you know, I would probably be too. That should have been a game-winning touchdown. Okay, or at least, excuse me, it should have been a game-tying touchdown. Because they were down 31 24 at that point. So you can't say, well, Carr's just stinking up. Well, I'm not saying he's playing perfect, but what what's gonna happen or what could happen? They're sitting a game under 500. If this offense doesn't get going and have an identity, that defense 
okay, that I was kind of high on, they're going to slowly but surely start to, to start to welter, start to give in. It happens to every team. Nobody's immune. It's just weird. I don't know why it's always like that. Doesn't really so matter what the coach you have. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So we'll see how it plays out, but a lot of football left to be played. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so keeping it moving, and before we go into college, we'll stick with the NFL theme. Um, Deshaun Watson returned to practice yesterday uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, His status is still a little bit uncertain for this coming up game against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this return practice, Jonas, was not at a limited basis, right? It it wasn't, you know, because guys can return to practice. They say return to practice, but it was limited. But I think this was a full go practice from what you've heard, right? Uh, From what I've seen, he's throwing. Okay. That's that's where we're from. That's from what I've seen. We've seen video. He's throwing and it's slow. It's not like he's running and throwing. He's all I've seen is that he's throwing. We're at questionable right now. You see that? You see that horseshoe coming? Like, oh, that's the Colts we get Oh man, I played them twice. I probably get some good number, even though Colts had the Houston number for the most part. Um, look, that that conspiracy theory that's circling around Cleveland uh, Lake Erie out there, Cleveland, hasn't really made it national so much yet. Okay, but what has made it national? And the chatter that I've heard is what kind of pressure is going to be on Deshaun Watson, even if he does play this weekend or he sits out and comes back, considering this team with a backup beat the 49ers. And there's this notion out there that even, you know, I talk about the media and everybody, the fans pocket watching everybody in this performance. Well, there's a notion out there that football players in the locker rooms have a tendency to know when who's getting paid and who not, especially that position. They can look at you a little crooked eyed if you're not living up to expectations. I'm hoping he plays because I would like to see him play against this Indianapolis Colts team. I want to see what happens since we know we are fully in the Garden Minshew uh, season. You know, Anthony Richardson, we didn't really touch on it because we kind of knew he's not coming back. But um, I think if he practiced yesterday, there's a good chance that Sean's going to be there on Sunday. And he ramped it up today, too. Okay. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. 
Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.